Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, January 7, 2021. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We're going to take a look at the daily chart, see what jumps off the page. We're going to look at some other time frames, see if anything jumps off the page. We'll look around the horn, see if we can spot any divergences. We'll discuss some things that are in the air, some things that are in the news cycle that seem like they should be impacting the market, yet they're not impacting the market. So it's a little bit of a phenomenon, yet we'll discuss it nevertheless. We're going to take a look at a couple of charts of a couple of stocks. We're going to do a couple of lesson learned. I think we're going to be able to teach a thing or two. We'll call it Trade School 101. The first thing we have on the docket is the obvious. The trend is your friend until she dumps you, period full stop. We're making new highs again. They went up, they gapped up. We're having a euphoric experience in the market. We've been here before. You have to let it just play itself out. Let the positive sentiment that things are just going to continue higher indefinitely. We have to just let that simmer for a while. It's not the truth. It doesn't work that way. But yet right now, it seems like that's the case. Therefore, we wait. What are we waiting for? Well, obviously, we're waiting for a sign or signal of a trend change. A, they start intraday, they morph beyond that. What else could we be waiting for? We could be waiting for the market to put in some kind of a pattern indicating that it's going to go higher yet again. So it's not doing that now, it's just going higher. So it's either hop on and hope or wait for something that allows you to treat the trade as a business, to treat this as a business. Just throwing a dart, hopping on because you're getting FOMO, fear of missing out, that's not the right thing to do. There are other opportunities. Just because we're looking at the S&P 500, it's pushing to new highs yet again, as is the NASDAQ and other stuff, doesn't mean there aren't opportunities across the market. Case in point, stocks on the move. Now, these are intraday trades, but there are other opportunities. You have to go where the puck is, go where the opportunities are. Better said, you want to be waiting for where the puck is going to be, not where it is now. So net-net, is there anything we can do with this daily chart of the S&P 500, the SPY? The answer is not really, unless you're already long and just riding it out, that's one thing. But if you're thinking about initiating a new long position in the S&P 500 here, that's not really the smartest thing under the hood. We have to take the weekly chart into account. Now, look at the tail candle on the weekly chart what they did was they filled a gap. That's a number one. We know about that from earlier in the week. However, from the weekly chart perspective, what they also did, and I like to call it this, they ran a test. I like to look at tail candles as a test. So they went down real quick, ran a test, turned around, went back in the other direction. Whatever the number was of the test doesn't really matter for the purposes of this conversation. We're looking at it after the fact and we're saying, hey, what's going on here? Well, from a weekly chart perspective, they ran a test. They went right back up, ran back up in the other direction, the northern direction, and they're continuing to push higher. So whatever the test was, and the test was a former breakout area, right? Or somewhere in the vicinity of what we can call a former breakout area. Now, when you look at this, you have to look at a couple of things. You're looking at both sides of the equation. 
You be the umpire, you're calling balls and strikes. And by the way, I just noticed this. This is a little bit ominous. We have volume today, 66,666,000 and change. Now it just changed as I was saying that, but just ironically enough, as I looked at it, it was 66666 when my eyes glanced over. I think that's no accident, no coincidence, a little bit strange. Where was I on the weekly chart? The point here is when they run a test, the test can be considered somewhat of a launch pad. It doesn't determine how high they can go. None of that stuff. I'm just saying from the bull case standpoint, they went down real quick. They filled the gap. They went down to a breakout area. They ran a test. They turned around, went back in the other direction, and it's still bullish, still in an uptrend above all the moving averages, nothing wrong with the tape, all that stuff. So you just have to take that into account. Again, being the umpire, here's the monthly chart. We look at the monthly and then we'll go back to the weekly. You have to notice that they're getting extended from home base. They've been extended from home base. Now they're more extended from home base. Every point they go up, they get more extended from home base. It can stay extended. It's not the point. We can't pick a number and say there can't be higher prices than this. We just can't do that. That doesn't exist. You can't do that. I can't do that. Nobody can do that. We don't know where the top is until it occurs. We can do work to figure out where we think the top is. We can do work where we think a zone of time and price will be where a top is. Doesn't mean we're going to be right every time. We could come close a lot of times. Sometimes we hit a bullseye and sometimes we get it wrong. That's just the nature of the business. So we don't like to be in the business of guessing where the top is, but we use other things to say, hey, this is in the redonkulous, so we're on the lookout. So that's about as far as we're going to go now. We're on the lookout. We're getting too far from home base. On the weekly chart, I don't know if we're ready to say it's too far from home base. It's beginning to get extended from home base. A little bit of a different twist in that comment. 240 chart. I want to go over this one again because there's a couple of things we're going to discuss later that's going to refer back to this. So while we're here, we're going to cover part of that conversation now, even before the conversation begins. I know that doesn't make any sense, but it'll make sense later. And by the way, it makes sense to me and being inside my head is a dangerous place to be. So you can only imagine. Here's the deal with the 240 chart. So you had the big breakdown candle. We talked about this yesterday, but I think it's worth reiterating. Under normal conditions, this is like a signal that the market's going to go lower, but it doesn't necessarily do it right away. Sometimes they make a bear flag pattern. Sometimes they make a bearish wedgish pattern. Sometimes they run a test at the top of the breakdown candle. They get close. All that stuff. We know about all that stuff. Then they have an ensuing move in the downward direction, but we're failing. Failing mean that... We're going in the northern direction so that the same energy that would have been released in the downward direction, let's just say to the 100 period moving average in this case, hypothetically, is now being released in the upward direction. I'm not going to put a price on where I think we're going. I don't think we're going anywhere. We're at new highs. I just let it happen. I don't really want to make a prediction at new highs. It's kind of a fool's game. But here's the main point. The main point is this is a 240 minute chart. It's not as powerful as a daily chart, but it's more important than, for example, a 15 minute or an hourly chart. It would take precedent over the smaller time frame and the larger time frame would take precedent over this. 
What's he talking about? Everything's in an uptrend going higher at new highs. What in the world is he talking about? I'll get to it in a minute. 120 minute chart, we can make a case. We had a reversal of a reversal. So we'll call the big breakdown candle a reversal candle. And then we had a reversal up of the reversal candle. And therefore we reversed the thing that was gonna take the market down, going in the other direction, had a little bit of a pullback and then a launch pad for higher prices. That's pretty much what happened here on the 120 minute chart, at least from where I sit. Each chart has somewhat of a different story, but when they all point to the same thing, you generally have your hands on a positive trade. Now, we're on the hourly chart, and I want to point something out interesting. If you've taken the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader, then you'll be familiar with the fact that this chart was pretty much on time. But the issue is, and you never make it easy, that's the problem, right? That's the job of Trick and Company or the Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate crew. Their job is to make your job and my job as hard as possible. That's the main objective of what they do. Their objective is to make as many traders and investors look like fools as much of the time as possible. So what they have here on the first hourly candle of the day is a big breakup candle. So what that's generally signaling is that there were real buyers in there. There was institutional participation. There was some kind of money sloshing around that went to buy the market. It wasn't just only, at least in my opinion, the chasing crowd, the Johnny come lately's. You had about 7 million shares traded in the first hourly candle. That's a little bit better than the average volume. Therefore, we know it wasn't paltry volume. It was real buying. Therefore, we want to pay attention to it. Then we had the sign and signal of a trend change. Yep, that's one of them. A little bit of a doji candle, a little bit of a tail candle. It's generally a sign or signal of a trend change. Where do you learn about more of them? Where do you learn about time? You learn about it in the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader, but you already knew that. Is that a shameless plug? Absolutely, but it's for good reason. Why? Because if you haven't taken the course, you'll absolutely learn stuff. You'd be hard pressed not to. Now, what do we do with that information? We put in a sign and signal of a trend change. The market's at new highs. In a very small, and we think of the market in terms of fractals, our life is in terms of fractals. Everything is a smaller or bigger version of something else. So here, this is a small version of what you might see sooner or later on the daily chart or a weekly chart or even a monthly chart. Here on the hourly chart, they give traders, and this is from a conceptual point only. I'm not saying there's a trade here right now. I'm saying this is from a learning opportunity perspective. I wouldn't call what we had a full stack because the market's at new highs. So you don't really have a point of reference in terms of resistance, but you had what we'll call a half stack. We had time on our side. We have a sign and signal of a trend change. Maybe worth a crack for an aggressive trader or a trader saying, hey, it's worth the risk because the risk is rather Small, it's kind of close by. So if I have to lose, I'll lose small and fast. What's the risk? It's very simple. The risk was you take a short at the close of the second hour of the day. Your stop out, your place where you have to cut and run because the trade is wrong, is an hourly close above that candle's high. They never closed above it for the remainder of the day. They didn't go down all that much, but they didn't really go up all that much either. They made an attempt at the end of the day, and then they were slightly rejected into the closing bell. Now we're gonna turn our attention over inside the numbers, and there's a method to the madness 
We're not through with that conversation yet, just bear with me. We'll come back to stocks on the move later. We had two of them hit our objective today. We'll start with the pre-market commentary, wake up green after yesterday's afternoon festivities. That's interesting in and of itself. That is on top of itself, relative strength on top of relative strength. And we know this, it's an old adage, it's hard to kill a bull. Moving right along. Early thoughts, the band plays on, let's cut right to the chase. The target is still 3,800 on the ES, 380 on the SPY, and then some. They, market participants, had every opportunity to open the trap door and kill the market yesterday. They couldn't do it. That's bullish any way you look at it. Let's put that in perspective. What's that line and what is this chart? This is the S&P E-mini futures chart. It trades pretty much around the clock. So that post was made right around the time that the price was around 37.58, 37.60 in that general neighborhood. Translation, 40 points later. Let's move along, see what we've got. 8.05, the S&P is again pushing on the highs. The nearby important numbers from a support perspective is around 37.50, give or take. Below ES 37.49, that's trouble. They never did any of that. On the north side, normal overhead resistance is the recent high, which is the gateway to 3,800. So that's a translation of above the old high opens the door for 3,800. Pretty simple, pretty cut and dry. That's pretty much the way it worked out. Let's see what else we got as the morning rolls on. Here you go, 941, euphoria in the market. Pushing over and closing candles over the former high is the doorway to 380. How and when is another story. We need movement. No change, bullish, and they're floating. So they were just grinding higher, floating higher. It's not a market that's comfortable, at least from my perspective, to just hop on and hope, yet... That doesn't mean you can't tell where they're going. It's just that I didn't want to be, at least for me, a participant on the ride. Too much risk. I don't like the risk reward. The market's telling me it's doing one thing. Doesn't mean I want to allocate my own capital, but I'm happy to say what I think. I'm happy to watch the ride. It becomes a spectator sport from where I sit sometimes. I'm not necessarily, most of the time, a buy high and sell them higher. I'm happy to buy for a push higher out of a bull flag pattern or something like that. That's fine. But a buy and hope is not really my cup of tea. Moving right along. 1014, the SPY is doing what we've been discussing. No change. MMM, this was one of the stocks on the move. And I just want to read this because I want you to see that when there's questions that come in, therefore I know there's more questions that didn't come in on the same topic. So when I see something going on, I'll post a comment so that I answer the questions for the people that just don't want to send in the question, but they have the same question. That's why I do this. MMM. Yes, I'm in the trade and in the process of waiting. If it's below the stop at the end of the hour, it will be over. Otherwise, it's an active trade and not over. It's always trader's choice back as necessary. We're going to go over the chart and you'll see why I posted that later moving right along more questions come in so i post another thing similar to the other thing 1024 is 3800 a short again it's trader's choice without something to trade against no dice for this trader i explained most of that just a minute ago they may have a reaction they may go higher we don't know at present it's just a number not necessarily an important one enough to short 
not for me just yet. On the flip side, it's great for exits on long position for anybody that was riding the market higher. Now, sometimes resistance is an exit, but not necessarily a short. What I'll do from here is scroll up, let you read the notes, pause the video, read the stuff, go back to the charts. Before I do that, let me read the 1127 and we'll talk through it a little bit because this is important and this refers back to the hourly chart that we just discussed. So I got an email that came in from one of the members and I was watching this and I was watching this and I was thinking about this and then the email came in and I kind of changed my mind. So this will all come together in a moment. Wasn't going to put this up after further review. An email comes in from an astute member so I changed my mind. The 11.30 a.m. candle will close with a sign and signal of a potential trend change. We've also got time on our side. So therefore, I'm starting to build the case for, in this case, a half a stack. If you've taken the course, you know. Also, when it feels really, really wrong, it's generally right. And when it feels really, really right, it's generally wrong. Kind of like where nobody wants to buy the market after it went down for a week in a row, you know, five, six, seven days in a row. All of a sudden, you get this enormous rip-your-face-off rally. Nobody wanted to buy it down there. It felt really, really wrong, but guess what? It was really, really right. Same routine. We've been here before. It doesn't feel like the market's ever going to go down. Guess what? It will. So here we go. Can't say it will or won't work, but the setup is there to short against the recent high. Hourly close above 379.86 and it's wrong, period, full stop. The risk is the fact that the first candle of the day was a pretty big breakup candle signaling real buyers expecting higher prices, not just chasers. Again, we talked about this before, but it's worth reiterating. Believe me, this is a lesson learned. Another issue is the longer term chart and the trend that takes precedent, right? Longer term charts take precedent over the shorter term charts. The concept here is based on an hourly chart. If you asked, it's not the greatest look in the world for a short trade, take it for what it's worth. It's good for learning either way, it's what we've got on the board at present. So we always have to deal with what we've got on the board. I'm laying it out, I'm telling you what's on my mind, I'm telling you what I see. In this particular case, it was up to you or the individual trader to make a decision. What do you wanna do with that information? Then here's a post on the shenanigans candle. Most of you will remember the shenanigans candle from a couple of weeks ago. We had a huge tail candle up to 378 and change, 378, 40 something. And the market was nowhere near there. And we said, watch out for that because if the market is headed up in that direction, that's generally a spot because the market already thinks that price is important for some reason. Well, we were already there. Pretty wild stuff. And we're moving right along. Here's where I'm just going to finish out the nose. And you can pause the video and read everything. Go back to the chart. Double check the work. Understand the learning opportunities, understand the content that's posted here each and every day. Now we'll check out stocks on the move. There were a couple of trades that hit today. MMM, which is 3M, and the other one was TME. The other ones didn't hit their objectives. One came close, Twitter came close, didn't hit the number, came a few pennies away. But if they don't hit the number, there are no trade. We only want the trades at the numbers that we're willing to take the trades, not somebody else's number that served me well over a long period of time. Always treat it as a business. 3M. So we had three numbers on the board. It's not every day we have stocks with three numbers on the board. I try and keep it to two or one, 
But when there's three, rest assured, there's a reason. And you can see here, the lower number was in fact the destination, 166.38. The low of day happened to be 166.16. Then they turned around and went back in the other direction. But here's the thing. So if you paint by the numbers, you're buying a third, a third, and a third. So a third at the first, a third at the second, a third at the third, and guess what? Your average happened to be 167.10, I believe was the number, and it went back to 170. It counts, it's a base hit, it's a nice trade, move along. TME, getting a haircut at the open, and this is the one that we're going to discuss a little bit further, but right here, we're just going to cover the quick action from Stocks on the Move. The stock came into the number, $20.01 turned around, quickly went back in the other direction. Nice trade. And if you think about it, within 15 minutes, the stock gave you like 2%. I mean, I'm not saying that's the greatest trade on the board. I'm not saying anybody's going to get rich on 2%. What I'm saying is it's a nice trade. It's quick, no pain, no heat, hardly went below the number, quickly turned around, went back in the other direction. This is what we signed up for. I'll take base hits like this all day, every day. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. Now here's a daily chart. Now what was it about that number that turned me on? This daily chart is in an uptrend. There's nothing wrong. It was having a little bit of a pullback at the open today. The stock was on the move, but it's not getting crushed or anything. Nowhere near the 20 period moving average. Nowhere near this area, which will be considered at some point in time, a breakout area. We'll call it 1875 to 19. What was it about 20 that turned me on this morning? Well, it wasn't the daily chart, about the hourly chart. So here it is. So the market rallies up or TME rallies up here. This is on the 30th of December. Now it's not on the button, but it rallies up to a high of $20.18 pulls back. We know $20 is important. How do we know that? It's a big fat round number, 20. It's an important number, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50. They're important numbers. When a stock is $19.50, it wants to get to 20. That's just the way things work. When the stock is $20.38 and it's going down, it wants to go to 20. It wants to run a test of 20. That's just the way it works. So here we have another situation where the stock ran up and it went sideways for a little while. Keep in mind, this is an hourly chart, but all charts act and react the same way. What did it do? It ran up to about 20. It stutter stepped a little bit, finally broke out above 20. And what's it doing? It's coming back to test what? A former breakout area. It broke out above 20. You know, 20 is important for a couple of three different reasons. Guess what? 20, not that it was a sure bet, but it was a pretty good bet this morning. Did it work? Of course it worked. Otherwise I wouldn't be talking about it. What's going on over in camp IWM again, Extended away from home base, breaking out to new highs. There's nothing to do here. If you're already long the IWM, great. You're having a nice ride. But there's nothing to do until the market gives you an indication that something has changed. Something is changing. The character is changing. Right now, it's bullish. It's in an uptrend. They keep grinding higher. There's nothing to do with it other than treat it as a spectator sport. One of the things that some traders fail to realize, and this is really new traders, but they get it quickly. There's not always a trade on every vehicle, every chart. Some things just aren't meant to be taken a position in. Is it getting too far from home base? Yes. Do they like to get too far from home base? No. What happens when they do? They typically stall out. 
They come back toward home base, they go sideways, and home base has a chance to creep up to price. Some combination of that stuff will occur. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Knocking on the door of the former high, the only thing we can do is wait to see if there's a failure or a breakout at the old high. Look terrible, look terrible, look terrible, all of a sudden doesn't look terrible. That's the nature of the market. What we said before was once they get over the 20 period moving average, it's likely going to challenge the old high. If I didn't say that, I meant to say that, but don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. Q's, same routine, knocking on the door of the old high from the other day. They're in an uptrend. The trend is your friend until she's not. Above 303.50 and that was it. We said it for days and days and days and days. Above 303.50 and there's nothing wrong with the Q's. Therefore, no change, move it along. Imagine this one. I skipped, by accident nonetheless, but I skipped the XLF yesterday on the day that they went to 30 bucks after I talked about 30 bucks 48 times in a row. What'd they do today? Put in a sign or signal of a trend change. Look where they are. They blew through the weekly chart, big breakdown candle that we've been discussing. That was the $30 deal. They filled the gap, they challenged the old high, they did the whole ball of wax. The whole kit and caboodle, the entire enchilada. Are they going to keep going and break out to new highs and then keep going some more? Hard to say, but using the 80-20 rule under normal garden variety market conditions, even though it feels like it, it looks like it, it's unlikely that that happens immediately. How about Smash Mouth? Anything wrong with Smash Mouth? Absolutely not. Up nine bucks, four percent, the SMH or Philadelphia Semiconductor Index is a pretty good proxy for the tech space as a whole. There's nothing wrong here, nothing to see here. New highs, grinding higher, big, big move today. Not on what we would call capitulation volume, so it doesn't look to me like an exhaustion move. Just saying. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.